this morning's sickness. You've been deceived by an agent of Satan himself. He's evil. Sitting right here. Come on. No, no, he's not. He's not evil. He's just a bit rude. Ninety-eight. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Monday. It's 545. My name's John. How are you? There's Brady. There's Brett. Big Dick Toledo, the only one with a chance at having a decent uh, football weekend this weekend. Wow. Catastrophe. Remember last Monday, Cardinal fans and all of us were, not you, Brett, but all of us were all <laughs> happy and stuff because, you know. I'm a realist. Yeah, you, you do. I don't know what the heck that was yesterday. The Steelers and the Bungles got their win, and the Cardinals beat the Cowboys, and nobody could figure out any of how that worked, and it all just kind of happened that way. And then, boy, oh boy, yesterday, terrifying. Egg laying. Egg laying all over the place. The Bears managed to, as the worst franchise in uh, football, break their own record for two-week span of losing by more than 30 and then blowing a lead of 21 and then blowing the biggest lead in franchise history. Yeah, it was great. To they're, the they're, Broncos. Trans- they're record setters right That's there, right. You know? they're, they're going in the record book. That's right. That's why you got to look at that. They're <laughs> record book guys. That's what they do. At one time, Brett, did you think, you know what? We might get a win here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, they were looking at the, <laughs> yeah. the first, yeah, at first until <laughs> yeah. like halftime hit, and then I'm like, we're done. We're done. Because Fields didn't look bad. They looked no. okay, and uh, and they okay. were playing the Broncos. So I'm like, okay, here we go. And Just then Monday morning quarterback in the whole thing. You're in the same situation where nobody's looking at your players saying something's wrong. That coach is horrible. Oh, yeah. I don't know what he was doing on that fourth and one. And then I got the same thing going on with offensive coordinator. Nobody's blaming the players. Everybody's like, something's wrong with that guy. You have... The Bengals have uh, Joe Burrow, like they have a hit on him or something. They're trying to get him. He killed. loves the grass. Boy, he loves laying down. He better get used to it because he's got to be back there a lot. It was just rough. And then the Cardinals, almost. I was sitting there watching the Cardinals. They get trounced early. Christian McCaffrey's got three touchdowns in the first minute. And then uh, they come storming back. I'm like, look at this. Showing a little character. Josh Dobbs throwing whips. And like, I mean, this dude is ripping it around. And then it was like, no, no, no. If, if that 49ers team is all about as good as they, you know, they're good. The Cardinals didn't look like I figured it was going to be a blowout. And they they yeah. made it a game. They, for a little while, yeah. they were right there. Yeah. And I think the Niners had to realize, oh, we, we can't take our foot off the gas, these guys. And they didn't. No. Then they just whomped them. But, you know, better team prevailed. But they didn't look terrible. And Cardinal fans stopped saying, we could be 3-0. and uh, No, no, you're not. You're 1-3. and we could have won every one of those games. Well, you beat the Cowboys, which I still don't know how you did it. But it's pretty amazing. So, uh, yeah, football yesterday was depressing. And then the afternoon games were all, you know, blech. It wasn't a good one. And then last night's goddamn Taylor Swift Festival, which I still think is WWE choreographed to make to put Donna Kelsey on there for some reason. Like, they love showing Donna Kelsey. The, the Kelsey brother's mother 
is at Philly's game. She's sitting with uh, Jake from State Farm, so that's a paid endorsement. That's a that's a front. There's nothing about that. That was two people just enjoying a game. That was sponsored content. Should have the word ad written next to it. Then last night, she's or I, I did like the rumor that Jason uh, that Jason's banging Jake from State Farm. Yeah, Very possible. The mom's <laughs> meeting all the yeah. significant others. Yeah, they're, I mean the, the guys are introducing their specials to you know when she watches the Eagles, she watches with Jake from State Farm. That means Jason Kelsey is buried deep in Jake. It makes sense. Yeah, but uh, it, I mean, everything is just so fake. Like last night, the Taylor Swift thing. I mean, how many mentions are they going to give? How many times are they going to work in a song title? In the pre- it was disgusting. And then, uh, you know, uh, she's up in the booth. She's dancing around with uh, Mint Mobile's Ryan Reynolds and his wife Blake Lively's up there. And her Hugh com- Jackman was yeah, in Hugh there. Jackman I never. I mean, up. all these people are saying that was in that suite. Yeah. Well, it's New York, so you can assume that there's some stars. But my God, well, Broadway for sure. Hugh Jackman's going to be Travis there. Kelsey got a hundred. <laughs> Or 900,000 new followers, if I read that Last right. week. Last week. Yep. The Kansas City Chiefs, 250,000 new followers on their... the the. It was bigger than I thought. And then last night I'm watching and they're running commercials for her movie, which is her concert movie. I'm like, you're running commercials for the movie? Everybody and all her Capital One, which oh yeah, run, well they run anyway. I mean, yeah, I guess so. But but I mean Taylor Swift's movie thing was running last night. This all feels like like they were a, able to buy time. Then it's like a beard. It feels like Travis Kelsey might be a homosexual and she's a beard, or she's a lesbian. He's her beard. I don't know what's going on, but I'm stuck. I, I no longer believe the relationship part of it. I think she's just glommed on. I, nobody could predict. Can this. you guys just be friends for a little, and we'll let the public run with it. Yesterday, I was talking to uh, my friend John Sharpneck, who's a he's a Swifty. I can't when nobody can figure it out. He seems so normal, but he's not. And he was like talking about it, and I said, uh, it dawned on me as I was having the conversation because I just I'm like, explain it to me. And he even said, and John's a uh, good looking, and we think John might be gay. He's clean. He's a uh, you know, oh, he's gay. Though. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's it. Of a certain age, we think John might be hiding something. He's, he's never got a girlfriend. Uh, but, you know, could, like he should, fun, nice, clean, of a certain age where his parents are probably asking, where is she? And Taylor Swift fan. Oh, full name, John Sharpnick. But anyway, Sharpnick is talking and he said, I don't even find her attractive. I just like her music. And I'm like, I I can't. When we talked about this, I, I can't. I don't understand that. And then it hit me. Like, you know why people like her? You know why women love her? And men don't. Because I had, some, like, uh, Jeremy text me last night, old Jer. My buddy Max is like, can you explain to me this phenomenon? I don't know one dude that's ever beaten off to Taylor Swift. And that, no, nobody has. Hmm, yeah. Women love. No one will raise their hand. Women <laughs> love Taylor Swift because she's so basic. Doesn't make women feel bad. It doesn't make them feel like they should go out and get lip injections. It doesn't make them feel like they need to go out and get big cans put in or a big ass. She is a flat chest, no assed normal broad that you would see walking down the street every day. And it gives them the feeling that it could happen to any of us. I think she's just Probably so, a little bit of that for so sure. basic. She doesn't make women feel... There's no intimidation. There's no intimidation. She doesn't make them feel less. That's the only thing I can come up with. Because no dudes like Taylor Swift. No guy... Well, well no straight, straight dudes guys, like yeah. Taylor Swift. None of my football friends are like, man, she is ridiculous. 
Nobody gets it. Like, I thought I was alone in this, but every guy, every guy at my house yesterday watching that was like, dude, what is the big deal? It's because she, she makes can, women comfortable. And she can thank John Mayer originally. Well, initially, yeah. yeah. Well, all, all famous women can take a, uh, fa- thank a man for the pipe yeah. that was first given to her that made her famous. Like, well, if he sees that. Right. And, well, I don't know. And then, but yeah. And she's with guys that, like, these women want. It's weird. Like, she is the, she is the, we can aspire to you. You're not that great. And That's then this, truth. we did have one girl true. say, there's, I don't, I'm not buying this. They're not seeing something. I'm not buying there's, it either. There, there's no way he's giving up chocolate for this. It's, it's WWE choreographed entertainment. I agree with that. Well, that's what I was going to say. When did when did Goodell step up, step yep. down, and uh, McMahon jump up as a commissioner? And I was talking to Caliendo about this two years ago. I was like, that they've turned into the WWE drama show. They try soap operas. ESPN's a little bit to blame. They love soap operas. They it gets them great ratings for some reason. Women who've never watched football are running to watch this. I don't get it. But uh, we were talking about it, and uh, essentially, it's I. It kind of seems as if with the ratings and everything else, this WWE writing thing is on point. Like they've got little storylines. And they went and told us about it before the season started with their ad campaign of season 104 of the NFL writer's room. Where they went around the room and, and basically said, it's all written. We've, we've got this. Remember the part where the one person says, uh, how about in week two, we write off the Mahomes character. And then they're like, aha, like it's all fake. Like they basically told us, by the way, other than the games themselves, everything you hear about this stuff isn't real. I can't imagine. uh, Yeah, I can't imagine watching a thick uh, mocha ass bouncing on me and then going, I don't want that one anymore. Give me Uh, olive oil. And then then give me olive oil. And then go into that vanilla, boring, awful, just her hair isn't, nothing about her is interesting. Nothing. Oh my God! I can't get it. I can't get past it. And people will say, "Well, you're talking about it." She's thrown at us the whole time, like the entire time we're trying to just enjoy our football game. You hear the words you say sometimes. I mean, who talks like that? All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's morning sickness. I watched, oh, she threw a little fake, like, funny punch at Brittany Mahomes or Blake Lively in her box yesterday. And Tariko, <laughs> look at her doing stuff. I tell you, Al, it, it's so great to have that on our game. I mean, look at them up there having fun. Collinsworth had to pretend. Never once did the broadcast team go, that's about enough of Taylor Swift. They were all on board, which tells me it's all NBC saying, play up to it, sell this. Because you know, John Madden and Pat Summerall wouldn't have had this. This guy's just about tired of seeing that chick. What's so special? She's got a flat ass. There's no no. She might have said, uh, come up to the booth and one game said hi and then it's on. (laughs) 
right. Then, good night. <laughs> oh, it's never yeah. mentioned. Everybody's tired of it, Black Owl, but Taylor Swift is here. And the way, you know, it's just great for football. It is? Chris? It is? Yes. She's a, she's just plain. She doesn't scare women away. That's all this has to be. And as I was talking to Sharpnick yesterday, I'm like, that's it. She's not extraordinary. She's not scary hot. She's not going out of her way to be elegantly beautiful. Perfect. She's what these women want, like unintimidating. And what ladies always say, well, she's not all fake and stuff. Well, they filter themselves on Instagram and go crazy trying to keep up. She makes the bar lower. Taylor Swift lowers the bar because she's so average. And that's all. And that last night I actually kind of got like a, a relief out of feeling that way. Like, oh, I get it now. I get it. Basic bitch America can take her as their idol because they don't have to try too hard to look like that. You go get cruddy bangs at Supercuts. You walk out of your house with just an average Joe face looking pretty normal. You don't have to, you know, have an ass or boobs or anything. You can just be this androgynous thing. The only thing she's got you on, she writes a decent folk song. That's about it. Man, oh man! But she was everywhere. And listening to the listening to the pregame, halftime, during the game, there she is. Look at her black owl having the time of her life. <laughs> Tariko couldn't see her without laughing. I knew you were trouble when you walked in. <laughs> oh my god! Who was the? Uh, if it was the other way, another player on the Chiefs. I think it was the tackle. He's like the most penalized tackle in the NFL. He always gets five or six penalties for either motion. He just dancing around quick a lot. Step, but yeah, yeah, if that was the guy. No, it wouldn't a, matter. you got to have the face of it. And plus, it's also right on the heels of Travis Kelsey getting five or six new endorsements. That's so what he's, I'm saying. He, he fits the mold. He's the face of the NFL right now. Yeah. Even beyond Mahomes. But boy, that Brittany Mahomes. There's a couple memes going around of her in that. They forced her up in that. Uh, sweet with Taylor and her friends last night. She doesn't fit in. She's pure Midwestern country gal who got lucky. And these other people are Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, Blake Lively, Taylor Swift, Taylor's crew. And Brittany's like playful for a little bit. And then when she turns around, you see it sinking in like, God damn it. I am the least famous one in the room. And that is not how it is in Kansas City. She likes being in a small pond. She just was in New York City last night in a suite with people that made her look even like nobody cares about Brittany Mahomes. That's going to that's gonna be the fun of it. I am interested in the soap opera. I'm just not understanding the allure. Especially because why would you follow football? Why would you start watching football because Taylor Swift is in the building? Does that make sense to you at all? No. Well, yeah, for uh, women, evidently, it yeah, did. I don't know. They have memes of those women. I've never watched a football game in my life, and now I'm going to watch because Taylor's there. Really? I kind of wish Taylor would jump off a bridge. I kind of wish that would be a thing. Well, keep going. Brittany Mahomes may push her off that bridge. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Brittany, Brittany might be the one. Will there be a three-peat yeah. back in the uh, suite? Oh, yeah. yeah. As, until that movie comes out. And once the movie comes out, you can stop worrying about Taylor showing up to games. Cause... I was blindsided. But, yeah, those movies are kind of... Going to sell out anyway, aren't they? Aren't these lunatics going to show up to that movie? What, are they trying to get people like me to go? You mean you don't have your tickets yet? No. I, mean, I have no interest in watching bland music performed by a bland woman. I can go. Every karaoke bar has one average pretty woman that sings, you know, 
Billy Joe McAllister on the bridge to Tallahassee. Okay. I can go watch a halfway decent looking woman sing anywhere. I don't get it, man. But boy, they just, they forced her down my throat last night. It sure is interesting. The thing that we should have been seeing tons of uh, video on last uh, over the weekend was that insane sphere up in Vegas. The U2 opened up. Did you see that? Oh, my God. Insane. I've I've seen them test it and goof with it, like on TV and stuff. Like, look what we can do. During that show, when it looked like, I don't know if you guys saw it, but if there there was a moment where the whole inside looks like a pile of numbers falling on the crowd, and people are like, Ducking it, yeah, because it it looks like the the ceiling's caving in during the performance. It's the neatest thing I've ever seen on TV. I can't imagine what it's got to be like being in there. Remember the first time you did the flyover California at California Adventure, and you're like, "This is the future." Oh, you get your gut drops, and you're like, "Well, the wind." This place, I mean, the U2 stuff was. I'm I'm not a huge U2 fan, but I'd go see that in a second just to see inside Sphere. It is so cool. Yeah, and that is, I don't know how concerts are going to be anything with that If you can get around. your concert, uh, if you can get the technology in there, your band. Oh, well, you mean if Sodomizing Linda could get in yeah. there? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> Drunk cover band uh, with, you know, not, not much of a draw for uh, anybody. But. Yeah, maybe we'll try that over at uh, Stand Up Live or Copper Blues for the Halloween shows if we can quick, like, add TV dome screens to the entire, we'll dome the entire deal with television screens. I've never seen something as cool as that. Just on the heels of the Metallica screens that I was so excited about that kind of were underwhelming, but second night were pretty cool. This was just, I mean, you can't even explain it. Will that be a future thing for a lot of cities? Is those domes with the interior that have that, or will this just be Vegas' special spot? Because flying out of Vegas last time, it was a basketball, and then it would swirl into an eyeball. And it's creepy clean. Like, it, the clarity is ridiculous. This is, yeah, you got it, Brett. Brett's pulling. Like, this, the stage is tiny. And this is just somebody's cell phone. Yeah. I watched the, the CBS oh, crew film this thing. And when it goes ahead and starts dropping all the letters and numbers, because it's just in there, see, it just went over everybody. It's starting to build. And it envelops the entire space and then starts to collapse. And if you're in there, it's just got to be a sensory nightmare. They interviewed Bono, and he goes, he had a hard time not watching it. He goes, he's been through rehearsals. He goes, both the crowd reaction and everything else, I had a hard time not looking up going, what's happening? Like, it's everywhere. It's almost a... It's almost to the point where the band is just secondary. Oh, there's nothing. I mean, it's laser. It's the laser light show from yeah, Floyd on yeah. steroids, and you really all you need is the music. And four dudes standing on top of a giant turntable. <laughs> yeah, and it's just four guys kind of out there, and you can change the stage and do whatever you want. It is that. Look at that. Wow. I mean, it looks like the stage is moving. Yeah, you're going to throw up. There's going to get vertigo, and people are going to puke. How does it clear up? How does the, how do things get clearer? Yeah, I don't know. I remember when they first came up with HD. I'm like, well, we'll never have better television than this ever. Look at that screen. Yes, Fear in Vegas is. And tickets are ridiculous. So they were talking about what other acts can be in there. And I've, I have a feeling it's going to be used for Taylor Swift yeah. and 
the mainstream people, like imagine Pink Floyd imagine gets dragons. Oh, if Waters gets hold of this, <laughs> those old hippies will all drop dead. It'll be a suicide cult. But I, I would love to see a band like Metallica do a one-off or a couple of shows in that. Uh, I guarantee that's going to happen. It has to, because that is... This, look at this. Look like, at, it looks like you're the outside. One, that's the one I saw where they just make it the Vegas outside. It's your window. Look at that. And will it be like, you know, Star Wars in 30 years where we look back and go, look how cruddy that looks. I don't see how that's possible. I don't see how this technology can ever be trumped. It's so amazing. And that that's the one I saw. There's, that, uh, how, it, the only way it's trumped is there's no structure. Look, there's even cars. There's right. like it's, 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 okay, there you go. That's what trumps it. You're right. That there's absolutely, there's just, just a stage and you're outside and suddenly they're making the sky fall. Yeah, they got helicopters. I mean, there's cars in the parking over. garage moving, and yeah. cars on the street. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, prostitutes, homeless. There's a dude throwing up. They showed you actually the way Vegas works. It's it's amazing. So that is the future. All this morning sickness. You hear the words you say sometimes. I mean, who talks like that? Holmberg's morning sickness. By the way, I, I am remiss. I have not brought this up. I just got an email. So don't forget, the Diamondbacks are in the playoffs. They made it. Diamondbacks made it and did a good job because they were caving in and then came back. So congrats to the Diamondbacks right down the road. Not a Diamondbacks fan. Uh, uh, not ashamed to say so because I, I support my Cubbies uh, for no reason whatsoever. They caved. Uh, but the Diamondbacks are in. And here's one problem I had with what I saw. Now, I may be 100% uh, or not, not be 100% correct on this. The Diamondbacks celebrated in the pool, right? Well, I have a friend who was there. They kicked everyone who had tickets to the pool out so the team could come out and, and dive in. What? If, if you're going to oh, celebrate in the, cla- in the crowd, because they waited till the whole thing was over and then they went out and jumped. And they said that they were telling people before, hey, the Diamondbacks, are, it was a, a you know moment for pictures that they want to use the pool. They approved a few people, but he was one of them. And he was standing on the outside of thing. Now he said he didn't make the cut. He said during the night he was a guest, so he said during the night we realized that we were in there with a bunch of pre-chosen Diamondback uh, sponsor families. So like people have already, so they were allowed to stick around, but the fans had to go. They were asked to leave. It had to been that way for all three nights. Oh no, because the only night they were going to use the pool was clinching. Oh, you mean to, to just yeah, in case. because yeah, they yeah, could have yeah. clinched on Probably. Friday. Yeah, they could have. That could be. So they probably had that all designated out. Yeah. But the people who had it, the um, the fans, and he was just one of like a group of people that got tickets through a, not a major spot. And they were said, all right, everybody's got to clear out. And he thought everyone was clearing out. And he stood up and he took a picture from the side. Like, we were in here a second ago, but we got moved so the Diamondbacks could use the pool. <laughs> like, well, that's not a real celebration. Get in there with your fans, you cowards. Especially the ones in the pool. Nobody in the pool is going to stab no. you. Big babies. Maybe one out of hand uncle or something. <laughs> right. You might get one drunk. I go, you know what, Zach Allen? <laughs> if you just get a little more spin on that slider. It's Uncle uh, Rico out there. Right, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Give me a uniform. Get me in that bullpen. What, what were they afraid of? I'm all for the Diamondbacks celebrating. Run into the crowd. That's the coolest thing in the world. It's the Lambo Leap. Only all of them. And they asked people to leave first. Look, you are Co- you're a COVID. poor person. 
<laughs> yeah, except for COVID, <laughs> didn't apply to the people that had big dollar donations to the uh, advertising. When the Dodgers jumped in their pool a couple of years ago, did they clear all the fans out then too, or no, what? The Dodgers <laughs> ran out there and did it on their own, and that was pretty neat. Even though it seemed a little classless, but it's a dick move. You celebrate on somebody else's field and then and then bomb their pool. It's like jumping over my fence at home and having a party in my yard. It should be illegal. That's trespassing. Yeah, Diamondbacks. Uh, that was kind of a crap move. My buddy had to stand over the rail and look down, and he could have been in it. He could have been celebrating with them, popping champagne, and that's not how you do your fans who show up to every game. Now, again, these are pool fans, and if you've been in the pool, you realize, A, you just watch from the worst vantage point in baseball history. It's terrible down there. Uh, it's a unique experience, but it's not something like if somebody said, hey, I got tickets to the pool at Diamondbacks game, I'm like, no thanks. I'd rather actually go to a baseball game for baseball. You don't see anything. You can't hear. You can't get the big screen. You got nothing. And was it the whole team? Yeah, pretty much all of them jumped in there. The whole pool is packed full of Diamondbacks. And then, you know, like really expensive ad buyers. And it wasn't even like, the, it wasn't like Lerner and Rowe were out there, but their, their uh, agencies were. They're buyers. So the people that have relationships with the sales department were allowed to stay. And this poor guy, Alex, had to go because I'm not allowed in there anymore. Evidently, I didn't spend enough this year to, to celebrate with a team that I didn't ask to celebrate with. They took my spot. And he was, again, he was loitering around. But after your team clinches the, you know, the playoffs, shouldn't you sit around and, like, dance and play? in the? I've seen, like, you know, when teams win series or the whole crowd they stays 20 30 minutes yeah. later you can't you can't keep like wrigley field people have to get out every it's been an hour what are you still doing here diamondbacks run over to the one corner and the right field maybe and and sing to that <laughs> right. section yeah, of right. the stadium <laughs> put on a little show but the uh diamondbacks are playing the brewers and i'm remiss in saying so now show up i'm not gonna because i'm not a fan of the team and I know you'll be like, well, it's people like you. Right. Well, then it's people like you. Go show up. Well, it's too expensive. Then all right. Don't yell at me. Because why would I spend all that money on a team I don't care about? You live here. You should get behind them. What if I get transferred? Then do I have to just support a new team? <laughs> That's not loyalty. Anyway. So congratulations, Diamondbacks. And I think they've got a pretty good shot of, well, the Brewers Diamondbacks is a, a weird one. Because if Gallon and Kelly don't pitch well, they're getting killed early. Because the Brewers can pitch. That's just it. The Brewers coming on. Brewers can pitch. That pitching staff. Yeah, I was watching the news last night, and they interviewed a guy, and he's like, Diamondbacks going to the series. I'm like, oh, you're delusional. Just say you're happy where they are. If they end up doing what you say, that's fine. But don't put your foot in that. Don't hit anybody on the way out. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Don't. Don't. Just don't. Just be a guy who gives a thumbs up. This is exciting. Didn't expect this. They're a playoff team. Let's hope for the best. Don't start making predictions that you're getting a new trophy because you just, they'll rerun that drunken moron clip later. But congrats. And Tori Lovello did a great job with that team. If people wanted him fired earlier, he did really good. Uh, it's, it's pretty impressive. I have a follow up from Friday's. Uh, oh, and a little side note. Oh, we yeah. lost the Ryder Cup. I know everyone. Oh, yeah, America. Really, lost know? at 6 a.m. You lost the Ryder Cup. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> It is, they tried uh, to WWE it up a little bit. Yeah, they did a lot. You know what's crazy about that golf tournament, which is Europe versus the United States, is how much you get the idea Europe hates the United States. Hates us. 
They just re- in that golf. Job, no, it golf. is. They actively. That's their opportunity in sport to root against the United States, and my God, do they do it! And the players from the European team hate us. Hate the. It is their goal to stomp on the United States. My argument back is: it takes a pool of a billion three to beat three hundred million people. Because essentially, they're digging out of all of Europe to get twelve golfers, and they're learning to play in the U.S. Yeah, and the they live part, here for the most part. They almost all live here. <laughs> they cashed their. They, they're in their Florida. They're down in Florida or Texas, yep. paying no state tax, and then screaming and yelling about how great it is to be Spanish. Shut up! You're 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 from Dallas, man. Hey, Rory, how's your house down there in Jupiter, Florida, next to Tiger? It's awesome, isn't it? Fighting words. I'll tell you right now, coming all the way from Ireland. No, no, no. From Jupiter, Florida. You took a, fr- a flight from Fort Lauderdale to Spain to rep- represent Europe. It takes a billion of them to beat 300 million of us. It's not that impressive when you, you know, if we added Canada and Mexico and I guess we'd still just be mostly us. <laughs> I don't think you're getting a whole lot of Canadian or Mexican golfers, but maybe a couple. But if we had like, let's just just give us England, give us Great Britain, and the rest of Europe can be, we'd kill them. John Rahm, right, right here, ASU. Wasn't that dude holding the trophy up yesterday? Yeah, yeah, España, uh-uh. ASU Sun Devil, dude. Fork him, <laughs> yeah, fork him, Spaniard. So yeah, Brady's right. The Ryder Cup. I'm the oldest man alive because. I woke up before uh, 10 a.m. on a Sunday, actually 8, and started watching golf. <laughs> and it was almost oh, yeah, this it was, how- and it was almost over, which made me think, man, there's a gaggle of white 60-plus-year-old men who got up for this on a Sunday. They set an alarm on a Sunday. Probably didn't have to. They had to wake up to pee at 4.30, so they just did it. So close. Did you watch the whole thing? Dream boat, Ricky Fowler went for the green. Did you? You got up and watched it. No, I didn't. You did I, I good, good for you. about... Uh, the last six holes. All right, good. You're not there yet. Right? It was a, the timing way. couldn't have been yeah. any better. Oh, he's on his way. Yeah. But you're not there oh, yet. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm You'll 80, be the, 90% there. You'll be 4 a.m. in it before you know it for British and European tournaments <sighs> on Sundays. You and oh. Bob Kemp. Oh. Got to get up at 4. I don't feel like I've been useful for the entire day. Everybody who says that is sleeping from 2 until 4.30 p.m. in the afternoon. Had that afternoon nap. Yeah, you wanted to be useful today, and you're you're no you're you dozing get to the off. Point where you don't even have to set the alarm. No, you're just. I'm up. I gotta pee. Holy crap! This is hitting me fast. Might as well watch some golf. You'll become an F1 world championship fan. at darts. <laughs> New just, Year's Day. Just up, tugging that flaccid thing to one last West Coast showing of showgirls. <laughs> Uh, it's 614. Let's get ourselves a wake up song, shall we? Five eight five nine eight hundred. A good one and a big sports weekend. And uh, you two at Sphere, which uh, we're all going to have to get up there eventually for that. Maybe we'll do it next week. Maybe we'll stumble across some tickets to that and say goodbye to Shinedown. Saw you yesterday, and then we'll wander over to the Sphere. <laughs> uh, let's get a wake-up song and do it right. 585-9800. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. 